I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched Disney's Peter Pan. Yep. Yep, we we said it. You heard us right. <laughs> the one from 1953. It's on Disney+. It has a warning in front of it. Yes. For good reason. <laughs> um, who wants to do a brief spoiler-free plot synopsis? I guess I'll give it a try. I, I, will, I will try here. Um, it is a story about, in essence, growing up. And you have the Darling family that were attracted, Peter Pan is attracted to because they tell the story. Wendy Wendy likes to tell her two younger brothers all about Peter Pan and Peter Pan's adventures in Neverland. And one night, the mom and dad are going out and Peter Pan comes, finds out that Wendy is going, it's her last night in the nursery, so she's going to have to grow up. So he takes her and her two, her brother, her two brothers with her to, uh, to Neverland uh, they have some adventures. They get captured at one point. Uh, by There's an ongoing battle between Peter Pan and Captain Hook. Um, and so eventually they they have adventures. Um, yeah. And ultimately, uh, ultimately they have a battle between Peter Pan and Captain Hook. And yeah, you'll just have to wait to see who triumphs. Um, what did we, without spoilers, think of this movie? Do we think we would recommend it? Hmm. So there's just a lot of, like, racism in it. Like, there's, like, whole parts of the plot that are just... So you might have seen this as a kid, and maybe you haven't seen it for a lot of years, and you're like, I mean, I know there's some racism in it, but it's probably not too... It's it's bad, is the thing. It's bad in that it's, like inextricably tied to the plot and the theming and it's there's a lot of it also there's sexism yeah, there's lots, a lot in this lots of sexism and even without that i don't know if the story is like same no i wouldn't recommend it, it frankly yeah yeah, yeah. it's just it's not i don't feel like it's that good actually i don't know there's it, there's a lot of individual things i like in it but that's not enough to make it a good movie. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of nostalgia, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in that. But again, there's so much that's problematic. I, you know, just I'm trying to envision. I don't I don't think I would want my grandson to see it. And I wouldn't recommend it to anyone with their children because, gosh, there's just so much. Yeah, it's a lot of um, <laughs> it's a lot of ideas to put into a young child's head about a whole group of people and like how they are basically a different species. Yeah. It's yeah. You know, and two, I I was thinking, you know, where did, because I can remember being, being a kid, I'm of course much older than you all. uh, And, and having the thing where if you would say, and you would say the word and you would go, woo, 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 woo. I wonder yep. if it comes from this. I, I mean, I mean, I, I, think I, I don't, don't think this necessarily originates it, but it yeah. is indicative of that being a thing. Exactly. Like it, it, it normalizes this stuff that's like not okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it, 
Yeah, because I'm like, like, where did that come from? And because like, if you were, if I you mean, were westerns were a oh, real oh, big true. thing. Yeah, yeah. In in American cinema for like years. Yeah. But, so I would I would venture that. But not only the you know war cry you know sound, but the hitting your hand and go. Whoa, 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 I don't know. Yeah. You know. I'm yeah. Sh- I'm sure it appeared in things before this. I don't okay. think this originates it. I have no doubt that it helped popularize it even more. Sure. Like I'm sure that's. Part of why that is still a thing that we even remember today is because mm-hmm. of literally this movie. But yeah. I yeah. don't think it originated it. Which does not absolve it of its sins. <laughs> Just because it's not the originator. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of like Valerie said, we'll talk about it as we get into it. But I just kind of feel like even outside of the problematic stuff, and there's a lot of problematic stuff. I just, I think it's at best kind of average. I don't know. So it's like kind of at best kind of average. And then there's all the problematic stuff that sinks it way lower than that. So yeah. 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 And it's interesting because there are some characters that I, I can tolerate more than others. And some characters that I like more than others. But I think there's even some characters that are voiced by the same people. And one of the people that they play, I can tolerate and the other, I can't. I'll Mm. get into that. Okay. But overall, like you're saying, as far as my feeling overall, especially after seeing this again, the the some of the visuals, the map, and you know some of the you know I I really I like yeah. But um, overall, the story and the overall characters, I kind of have the same feeling that I ended up feeling about Pinocchio, um, which I'm not a fan of. So yeah, we haven't covered that on this pod. That'll be yeah. interesting because I know that you've never liked that movie. I know that's one so. of the few like Disney movies that you didn't have me see as a kid. You did see fit to let me see this one though. <laughs> yeah, I watched I, this one a lot. I know, I know. Uh, I'm not ju- judging you. This is it's a thing. Yeah, it's yeah. just like yeah, it just it's a Disney movie, so it kind of just gets ingrained into the culture in that way and. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But yeah, uh, I don't think would any of us recommend it necessarily. No, probably I don't. Not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah, think I'd recommend it. I mean, you you probably get enough from osmosis, cultural osmosis, to have an idea of what it is. Yeah, I don't think you need to see the movie. Yeah, agreed. And honestly, are are we gonna watch Hook? Yeah. That's just probably going to be way better. I, honestly, like, yeah. at this point, I'm anticipating enjoying the sequel Return to Neverland more than this because yeah. it'll have some of the elements of this while scrubbing it clean of the other elements. And I, what I vaguely remember, I feel like it has a stronger story and theming, too. So I we'll don't see. even remember I don't even we'll see. We'll get there. Remember. That'll be the next episode. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but yeah. Um, Let's get specific. Yeah, I have uh, fun facts to talk about up at the front here. Um, This movie was the final Disney animated feature released through RKO before uh, Disney founded his own distribution company. Um, As you probably noticed, RKO mentioned at the beginning of the movie. Um, And it's also the final Disney film in which all nine members of Disney's nine old men work together as directing animators. Uh, there's kind of a whole thing with people who uh, care a lot about Disney animation about these nine old men. Um, But this was the last one where they were all working together on the same movie. In 1935, Disney actually uh, started expressing interest in doing an adaptation of Peter Pan, which you might recognize as two years before Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs came out. Um, He was interested in it being his second film, um, but the live action rights of it were held by Paramount Pictures, 
Um, so he was stymied a little bit with that. But then in January of 1939, he did obtain the animation rights to the play by outbidding Fleischer Studios, um, who, oh. if you recall, at that point was making movies. They had a movie come out in 1939, in fact, that we watched. So, <laughs> you know... I have issues with this film, as this whole episode will show, but I feel like it probably would have been worse in those hands, <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about alternate versions of scenes in the story and stuff like that. Disney explored a lot of possible interpretations of the story. In the earliest version, the film would have started by telling Peter Pan's backstory. But during a story meeting um, in May of 1940, Disney said, we ought to get right into the story itself, where Peter Pan comes to the house to get a shadow. That's where the story picks up. How Peter came to be is really another story. And yeah, I, I agree. I don't think we needed that. Yeah. Um, Disney also explored the idea of opening the film in Neverland with Peter Pan coming, then him coming to Wendy's house to kidnap her as a mother for the lost boys. But he eventually decided that the kidnapping plot was too dark. And he went back to Barry's original play in which Peter comes to get a shadow and Wendy's eager to see Neverland. Yeah. That's uh, good choice. Yeah. Definitely a good choice not to go with that. Especially. Yeah. From his point of view, you don't know how she feels and it would have made it. Yeah. I mean, comfortable. that would work for some versions of, of Peter Pan, certainly. The darker versions. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, there was a little hint of that, I'll say, even though it's animation, mm -hmm. when Tinkerbell's light shines his face in like a menacing way. Yeah, yeah. No, there's... You can look for it here and find it, certainly. But, you know, there are other, there are versions that, of course, lean way more into that. Yeah. Um, the scene in the nursery at the beginning went through many alterations. Um, in, one, in one version, it's Miss Darling who finds Peter Pan's shadow and shows it to Mr. Darling, as in the original play. Uh, in another version of the film, Nana goes to Neverland with Peter Pan and the Darling Children, which we saw a little bit of in a uh, bonus feature thing that was on Disney+. Plus. Um, in another interpretation of the story, John Darling is left behind for being too serious, practical, and boring, but story artist Ralph Wright convinced Disney to have John go with the others to Neverland. Um, at one point, a party in Peter's hideout was conceived, at which Tinkerbell becomes humiliated and, in her rage, goes and tells Captain Hook the location of Peter Pan's hideout of her own free will. But Disney decide, uh, felt that this story was contrary to Tinkerbell's character and instead had Hook kidnap her and end up persuading her into telling him, rather than her just, like, being, being really forward with, it, with the information. Being or petty about it. Yeah, yeah. Um... In Barry's play, as Mom, I think, knows, and especially Captain, there's a part where Captain Hook uh, puts poison in Peter's dose of medicine, and Tinkerbell saves Peter by drinking the poison herself, only to be revived by the applause of the theater audience. After much debate, Disney started the story development, uh, fearing it would be difficult to achieve in a film. And yeah, it probably would be. <laughs> Anything that has direct audience participation is a little hard to pull off in a thing where the audience can't directly interact with it yeah you, you get the awkward blues clues of like pretty much <laughs> waiting enough time for them to say something yeah exactly slows it down and makes it really awkward when you don't interact with it oh for <laughs> sure there's dead air and it's like okay <laughs> um in earlier scripts there were more scenes involving the pirates and mermaids that were similar to those with the dwarves in snow white and the seven dwarves but ultimately these were cut for pacing reasons 
Um, and the film concept was a bit darker at one point than that of the finished product. Um, for example, there were scenes involving Captain Hook being killed by the crocodile, uh, the Darling family mourning over their lost children, and oh, Pan and the children discovering the pirate's treasure loaded with booby traps. So some of those darker elements were filed away as they honed in on what they wanted this to be. Um, but yeah, let's let's start talking some about, about those story and characters. Um, I feel like it's probably relevant to say just because you might be so inclined to talk about it, but, but keep the house that hold up section stuff to that section. We're not discussing any of that in detail yet, even though there is a lot to discuss. So yeah, story characters. I thought Nana shenanigans, um, they really just reminded me of Pluto cartoons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I know you guys haven't seen a lot of Pluto cartoons, but yeah, I mean, I was just, I was watching Nana and seeing Pluto, basically. It's like, mm, you guys are really used to animating dogs and having them have shenanigans. Yeah, like with the ear and her picking things up her <laughs> Yeah, mouth. yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, there's just so many Pluto cartoons where he nudges stuff with his ear. It's ridiculous. Mm. Um, it's kind of hard for me to deal with George's theatrics. The yeah. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a lot. Yeah. I, yeah. One I, of, uh, yeah. And, and I guess again, that that's, I, I guess I won't just totally go into with how's it hold up, but it, it, it's just another trope of the, you know, the irate dad and, you know, and interesting thinking in contrast to our thinking similarities to some of the things that we saw, like for example, um, um, the, live action of Winnie the Pooh with the the boardroom scene. Uh, In a similar vein, it's that trope of, in fact, he's saying when he's looking for his things, you know, if, you know, we're not going to go if I can't find my stuff and then I can't show my face at work again. So, I mean, it was kind of like all of his stress and and going over the top anxiety seemed to be work-related. And again, you know, that... It just bothers me, which because... It's just really cartoonish and buffoonish. And like obnoxious for sure um did you guys notice that he shares a voice actor with another character no um with captain hook yes indeed uh captain hook and george darling are voiced by the same person which this is apparently keeping in tradition of the peter pan stage play um which also usually has the same actor do both characters which supports my theory that they're brothers (laughs) and that's a lot to unpack um (laughs) i just thought of it at the end i'm sticking with it but i really don't enjoy george but obviously i I like captain hook is great he's you know one of the disney classic villains and he for good reason he's uh, he's a joy um but i don't i hate george and part i mean part of it is the it's not just like it's the voice acting too. I find his his voice theatrics grating as George, whereas I eat them up as Captain Hook. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, interesting. <laughs> um, I like, I, I love the whole Nana thing. Um, and yeah. we can go into that. Sad just Nana. So, oh, oh, when, but I when love... he was tying her up and she just looked so sad. I even love her little her little hat. Her little yeah. Hat. Um and. How well she takes care of the kids. I don't know what's up with this tonic. Why are kids having to take um, tonic? I mean, it's, it's 1953. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, and it was interesting, um, just the whole interaction with 
with Wendy doing some things and and the boys, um, but but the whole nursery idea, the the window is kind of neat, you know that that sure yeah and, you you like the, the setup little, yeah the little setup and and even too that the parents can walk you know to somewhere. Of course, I don't know why you would leave your children, uh, but you know again I don't know how far away they're walking, but all of that kind of little neighborhood feel and the yeah I just love the mood of the lights and the house and all of that. Yeah, yeah. And then Tinkerbell and uh, Peter Pan come because they got to get Peter's shadow. I also what? like that concept. I like the concept of, of the and, and the interplay. Sorry, don't lose. Oh, but no, you're the, fine. But the, the shadow uh, being mischievous and, and then not wanting to get back, you know, and then that chase with the shadow, but then having to sew the shadow to the bottom of the soles of his feet. That, I mean, of his shoes, rather. Oh, that would be terrible. <laughs> not his shoes. <laughs> of his shoes. That would be a whole different but That would be, level. yeah. Uh, but no, uh, to his shoes. Just kind of a cute concept there. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. I love Tinkerbell's bad attitude <laughs> a lot. It's too much. She's such a way pretty much for the entire film. Oh yeah, she is. She is. And I love it. <laughs> She's Neverland's little stinker. <laughs> she really is. Uh, yeah. Um, we can talk about it more because aspects of it deserve to be talked about more in the how's yeah, it hold up section. Yeah, I don't like the concepts behind it, but I do like her little character. That you interrupted yeah. me before I said what I was going to say, which wasn't that. Um, th- she and the mermaids both murderous. Yeah. But it works for me a lot better with Tinkerbell than it works for me with the mermaids. Because we don't know the mermaids, and it's just kind of immediate that they're like, oh, let's murder this girl whereas tink at least for one like she has a bad time in that drawer okay she (laughs) she's just not having a great time when she's stuck in that drawer and that's just infuriating her um but also just like we see enough of her character for me to be like yeah it seems like she would try to murder someone who really angered her and i can appreciate that so (laughs) it works for me with her uh for tinkerbell better than it works for the other stuff um again we'll get into the in the house that hold up section just the um jealousy of girls um towards other girls that's the whole through line in this thing um but overall i really love tinkerbell's way that she is and that's that's the angle that i was not enjoying right um Uh, oh i'm not sure when to say this but Mm -hmm. How they represented her, I liked a lot with the bells. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because really she that. doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I also like the sparkles because I like sparkles. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like half the time she's just like a little ball of light with sparkle stuff. So, yeah. Um, I liked Hook just casually killing a man whose song he doesn't like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe he broke the thing that he was sitting on. Didn't just shoot him down. No, that man's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't doesn't Smee literally? No, I guess he maybe he just says shooting a man in the middle of his thing. Cadenza or something. Yeah, yeah, but that man's dead. (laughs) Definitely dead. No, they did. That was just a really good introduction scene. Yeah, because it's not just 
Like, he doesn't just, like, get angry and yell at him and shoot him. It's it's that he's trying to do his thing, and then, like, you can tell that he's annoyed. And he just kind of lackadaisically pulls out a gun and, like, looks just... He's like, this is a bother for him, that he has to kill this guy so he doesn't have to deal with him anymore. It's it's good character work. <laughs> yeah, and I think that kind of contrasts or, or compares with the uh, crew being kind of pushy with... Me and they're like throwing knives at a picture of the captain, and it's like, why don't they fight him? And it's like, oh, because he just shoot them. Yeah, there was like something <laughs> obviously threatening to him because he's just shooting this guy who's singing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I also like that much later in the movie, and I know that part of it is just his plan to capture them. But I like that he's courteous enough to let Wendy finish her whole musical number. You know, like they're, they're sitting there, they're listening and he's just like, yeah, just let her, let her finish singing. Um, and I know it wasn't just that cause he was waiting for them to come outside and to steal them away quietly. But yeah, uh, he's, he's a man of many aspects, mm-hmm. <laughs> not to mention cowardice, which we haven't even talked about, but that's obviously a big thing. But apparently, if he gives his word, he's going to stick to it. He yeah, does I, stick I, I, to I, his I word. Like, yeah, I like the thing kind of like, you know, like the pirate code, you know. He sticks to, to the letter of the word rather than the intent. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But yeah, I like that. Um, I, I like the layout of the island. I love like the view when they're in the clouds of looking at Neverland. Um, I like the the hangman's tree yeah. and even the inside too. I love the aesthetics. Do you like Cannibal Cove? I mean, don't see it. Yeah. We don't see it. We don't it's see just it. just mentioned. Yeah, and we that... see they go under the... But no, I do agree. The light, the layout of the island is really cute. Anything else with story characters from y'all? I like, um, I forgot the, the youngest brother's name. Is it John? Which one? John or what? Michael? Oh, okay, Michael's I think it's Michael. I think it's Michael. Yeah. Anyway, I love the little pajamas and I love the little flap on the bottom. You yeah. know, <laughs> that's just those old cute. school pajamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like his little teddy bear. Mm-hmm. And I like at one point him trying to put a, a cannonball in his. Teddy How do bear. we actually feel about them as characters, the two brothers? They're very yeah. one note. <laughs> I agree with that note. face He's you cute. made. Yeah, yeah. They're very yeah and very just into play and, and certain, you know, stereotyping certain types. Yeah, play. I mean I mean I pretty much after they join up with the Lost Boys, they're kind of just more Lost Boys, it feels like. Like they don't feel terribly distinct from them. Michael's thing is that he's the youngest, and then John's is I guess that he's but he's the serious one, right? But is he? Because he plays the games all the time, too. I think he had, comes to it from a different angle. And I it guess. might have been interesting if he didn't get to go because he was so serious. But, but yeah, they didn't need, the Lost Boys didn't even blink at him being the leader of the mission or whatever. There could have been some conflict there. But, but there's like, yep, yeah, it's him. And then he got them caught. Yeah, they basically just ultimately feel like burdens that Wendy has to take care of. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't think she, it doesn't feel like she feels burdened by them. No. But, yeah, within the story, she she's a mom. Yeah. And so, 
Yeah. Any anything else? I mean, character wise, we, we yeah, Wendy's an interesting, an interesting one. I do like that she's into and and wants to have adventures, but I guess even she feels constrained by her role. But it's like she accepts it, like she's not super pushing against it. Only a couple of times. Yeah. But but not fully. And again, like, she doesn't feel burdened by her brothers. She does want to take care of them. But but I guess in her own way? Or, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. 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 I, I And I like the, the character of the mother. I don't like, you know, I don't like the thing of, you know, oh, you know, don't be too hard on your dad. I don't like that, that kind of trope, but I, I like the You're graciousness. Like, be hard on the dad, yeah. please. I like the graciousness of the mother and I love the, um, I don't know. I, I do enjoy her interactions with the children. So I see, and the reason I guess why I was, I felt um, compelled to say that is I feel like Wendy is an interesting combination of Kind of her mother's grace, but also, you know, still very much a little girl. But I like when she immediately was like, oh, mother, you look so lovely. <laughs> and, you know, and, and kind of went into that mode. Yeah. Uh, was, you know, really cute. So she de- she definitely, on the same vein as John supposedly, or is, is serious. Um, Wendy, I think, of course, is very serious for her age. As much as she says she doesn't want to grow up, she seems very... Very serious and very adult-like, a very adult-like child in that sense. Let's go on to animation. My first note for animation is, this is the start, at least from what we've watched, of Disney same face for daughters and mom syndrome. Because Wendy and her mom look exactly the same in the face. Um, And it's... Also, Wendy looks exactly like Alice from Alice in Wonderland, which I believe is the next movie. Mm. Um, Obviously, she has different hair and stuff, but like her face, pretty much the same. Um, And I feel like this is a thing that people have mocked Disney relentlessly for since Frozen, but that it is actually a thing that has gone on a lot longer than Frozen and in fact, Disney just kind of gravitates towards one type of face for ladies in general, and that is pretty. Um, literally every girl in here is, is is that. I don't know, Tiger Lily kind of has a slightly chubbier cheeks almost? I don't know. But like, they pretty much have the same face. The, them, the mermaids, Tinkerbell, all the same face. And it's annoying um especially if you look at literally any of the guy characters who all have different weird faces and stuff i don't know it's just we can have lady characters that are ugly or are just kind of weird looking or just have a lot of character to their face i don't know i think the only ones who were allowed that are of course in the how's it hold up section um well no i was gonna say i think yeah, it's it's that they can have character and not be antagonistic in some sort of way. Yeah. Like uh, Cinderella, the stepsisters. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. They have character, but they're also mean. Yeah. And so you make them ugly so that we can immediately dislike them. Yes. And then it be proven by the story that it's okay 
that you dislike them because they're ugly because they're also mean. At least Lady Tremaine is a little bit outside of that. Like she, like she's not ugly she's, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah but she has a she has a detailed and like expressive face that like is that character yeah, rather yeah. than anyone else. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's a different movie. I love enra- Enraged Tinkerbell, especially the shot where she has the thimble on her head and she, like, lifts it up and, like, everything's going red, including her body. And, like, her eyes are just, like, she's so <laughs> mad. She's so mad. <laughs> love that for her. Yeah, I think at some point she gets mad and, like, goes through a leaf or something. Yeah, yeah just tears through a leaf and it, like is burned around the hole that she makes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's great. Uh, Captain Hook's animation is just immediately so, so fun to good. watch. He's so expressive and just, uh, his, he's his, a joy. Yeah, his lankiness, his character design, like, yeah. he's very theatrical. Yes. And his, his face is just, like, the proportions just allow them to do so many wonderful expressions. And his mustache, too. They yes. do a lot with that. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's very good design. And thinking of overall animation, I just thought the animation was beautiful. I love the colors. I love the, the details, the shapes. I love the textures. Yeah. Uh, the buildings, the trees, the foliage. Again, and details, great details in in clothes and things like Captain Cook, uh, Captain Hook's coat, uh, and yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's classic Disney animation. It looks it looks good. I like the kids parting the waterfall like a curtain. That was a cute little little gag. Like John kind of parts it with his umbrella, and then as the Lost Boys walk through it, you can kind of see them putting their hands on it and moving it aside like it's a curtain. It's mm. it's cute. Um, I liked that a lot. Uh, I like the crocodile mugging the camera at one point as he's like following behind Captain Hook and them. He just like literally just stares at the camera and smiles. <laughs> it's like okay, fourth wall breaking crocodile, I guess. <laughs> oh, I also really like this a little detail, but that they use it a lot is that Wendy like flaps her arms like wings a lot. Yeah, like she feels like she's unsure of how well she can fly, so she like does the flapping i don't it's good to me it feels like that was maybe the the magic not working as well so she was trying to compensate maybe but i think it might also partially be like a lack of confidence in the magic sure yeah like i think i feel like it's a character thing more than it's a the magic working or not thing but also the magic working is also kind of dependent on you believing in it so (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah i like her flapping I was just going to go back to the crocodile. I do do like the crocodile and his expressions, <laughs> and I love the movements, and I love that TikTok and the music that goes with it. Do do do. But but mm-hmm. I like like even like the very end of his tell yes. with that turn and the and going to the pattern of the of the TikTok and yeah, just really cute. Any other animation notes? The vibrancy of the colors again are just so beautifully done. Definitely. What do you think this movie would be like in live action? And you have cause to speculate because uh, as far as I understand, they are literally working on doing that right now. Oh, really? It's going to be called Peter Pan and Wendy. Wow. Okay. Now, interesting. I wonder if they are going to base it more on the play. And I don't know. Is there a book of Peter Pan? Is there like a I think it's a play originally, but I'm not 100% sure. Not super well-versed in Peter lore. Um, I don't think so, because, for one, 
the main thing that anyone remembers from the play is the bringing Tinkerbell back to life with applause thing, and they're right. still not going to do that in a movie because um, it would just be hokey as heck. But like, I think they're gonna change a lot given how much Disney's live action remakes are like made as responses to the original movie and the criticisms that they have, Mm -hmm. um, which is often really eye rolling, but is really pretty dire for this particular movie. Obviously they have to change all of this race stuff like completely, but I think they also have to change a lot of the gender politics stuff too. Mm -hmm. And it feels like with a title that is Peter Pan and Wendy, that they're already kind of doing that. Like that seems to be just from that title. The point is to make her even more obviously like a main, the main character or this, the dual main character or what, or what have you. Right. Uh, but yeah, like, I think you have to, I think you have to change what this movie's about to a great degree, or at least change the messaging of the theme, which is obviously growing up, but the way in which that's handled in this movie is so heavily gendered that they've got to step away from that if they're still focusing on that theme. Okay, I've got, I've got, I'm spitballing. Go, go. All right. Uh, if it's Peter Pan and Wendy, is it going to be more overtly romantic? God, I hope not. I, mean, <laughs> I know, especially if it's the premise of growing up and they're kids. Yeah. I don't, I just, that really bothers me when you are, when to me, it's, it's an adult theme with kids. I'm not saying kids can't have crushes and whatever, but again, a lot of time kids, especially a lot of the kids, they're not even, romance is the last thing on their mind. So it's going to bother me, uh, you know. If the if they yeah it'd be that. really eye rolling. I really hope they don't. Okay. Um, Do you want them to? Oh no, not okay. at all. <laughs> it's just like going going back and, and kind of like reverse engineering based on what's happened with the other uh, remakes. So romance, I'm curious about that. That one's kind of less influenced by remakes. Um, I, I think really- I think they're going to change Wendy's character. I think they're going to yeah. really lean into the fact that she does want to go on an adventure and stuff. Yes, I I agree that it's going to be more overtly girl powery. Yeah, I mean just like Belle in in uh, Beauty and the Beast. From what <sighs> Please I Please don't bring 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 that up. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be more overtly girl power, girl boss. Uh, <laughs> um. So that's what's that's that's one for thing better I'm and worse. I'm sure. Yes. Exactly. Okay, one. I had I had two more. Um, oh darn. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay, it it, it was Captain Hook. Uh, into and that was both. So Captain Hook, I mean, it's probably going to be more boring because they bore made they did they've made every other villain more boring. I talked about Jafar for like a half hour yeah. in our Aladdin live action episode. Yeah, I know they're going to make him more boring. No, <laughs> and are they going to? Sh- are they going to canonize but undercut Smee and Hook's relationship as a couple? I knew this is where you were going. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're going to be like, they're gay. And everybody's going to be like, we know. But they're going to be like, in a way that's so underwhelming. <laughs> in a way that like. In a way that literally Hook, shallow. literally the movie Hook probably does better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably. That's, it's, I, I, I can see a lot of bad things. Because they're not, they're gonna, 
they're gonna canonize it in the same way that they canonized LeFou being gay. Right. It's not gonna be canonized. They're gonna kind of vaguely hint at it and then talk about their new first gay Disney character again yeah. in headlines. You know, or, they're, they're eighth or ninth of those. Or is Smee gonna be gay, but not with Hook, and it's gonna be Smee winking at one of the other I pirates. honestly mostly anticipate a, a, a LeFou thing, yeah. I feel like they're just gonna do the same exact thing that they did with LeFou. <laughs> God, it's gonna be annoying. Yeah, it's I, gonna be know, terrible. Because, I, because, like you said, Captain Hook himself is, is gonna lose all of the gay coding, and it's gonna become really boring. So then it's just going to be Smee that has the gay stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope, though, that they'll take a page from Hook, and you can have a really incredible Captain Hook if you get a compelling and a great character, and a great actor, you know? So, I mean, what tends to happen, especially, I mean, Jafar is like, you, you (laughs) you put a lot of stuff into something else that doesn't need it, and you take away from the villain and they just become really boring with like a lack of obvious motivation. Unless the movie changes to be about them like Maleficent. Right. And this movie isn't Hook. It's no. not Peter Pan and Hook. So. Yeah. No, he's going to be really know. boring. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking a lot about what we expect this movie to be like. But what should this movie be like Hook. if it were live action? Uh, Hook. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't. I personally don't find the growing up narrative interesting. I didn't even as a child. I So I don't really care very much about Wendy and the boys, to be frank. Um, I'd enjoy something that focuses a lot more on Peter and Hook's whole thing. Yeah. Um, I would take an origin movie where we see how they were friends and then it goes bad because he cuts his hand off and feeds it to an alligator, to a yes, crocodile. Truly, it's like, oh, he cut it off like a couple years ago. Like, no, Hook was a child and he got his hand cut off in exactly. a Exactly. And then Hook had like left and grew up and then came back. Yeah, angry. exactly. Uh, yeah. Give me that. Uh, yeah. yeah, do it. Do do Cruella, but Hook and don't have Dalmatians kill <laughs> her mom or whatever. <laughs> But if they were actually doing this specific story, cut out all the race stuff, just all, it's bad, it's terrible, um, and... And you don't need it, because really, that was, you, they weren't integral enough characters into the story of it, uh, to, to really... They're there for a very particular purpose that I will discuss in How's It Hold Up. Like, they do contribute to what this movie's trying to do, but the way in which they do that is awful and racist um and also cut out any of cut out the mom stuff all of that just put it in the garbage cut out girls instantly wanting to murder other girls so that they can't be with the one boy that all the girls want for some reason all of all of it which honestly it leaves you with not a whole lot so you've got to beef that up with a lot of things because unfortunately all that stuff is a big part of this movie yeah um I think that there's a core there that can be fun but you're gonna have to add a lot to it to beef it up and make it a movie um, let's go into sound design. I like the uh, the score in general. 
is is great is great um i like the music that like represents peter when he first shows up on um up on the rooftop and stuff crocodile like that um, I yes. love the crocodile <laughs> yeah uh, let me about the crocodile so the the song there's a bunch of songs in the movie a lot of them are very forgettable the most memorable one is also awful and racist um but Never Smile at a Crocodile is a song that was cut from the movie, but is still used in the score to represent the crocodile. Um, and then in like the 90s and stuff, when they had those sing-along videotapes, I think that they put a version of the song that wasn't actually in the movie in sing-alongs and stuff. Um, you can find it on soundtracks and stuff. Um, but yeah, there's an actual like song that goes along with that um, and is... Yeah. Probably it probably would have been the best song in the movie, mm-hmm. um, but the, but they cut it for whatever reason. I don't have a lot of information about why. Um, but yeah, there's there is an, there are actual lyrics to go along with that little tune that goes with the crocodile. It's good. Um, I personally hate the Lost Boys, uh, the the bear one. I hate his voice. <laughs> I hate oh, it a lot. It it does sound out of place with everybody else. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, Robert Ellis, you're probably not even alive anymore, but I am going to call you out and say that I hate, I hate what you did here. Oh my gosh, <laughs> chill. No, it's fine. I mean, I'm sure you're probably a perfectly fine voice actor, but I, I just, I didn't enjoy that direction for that character. He, I mean, he sounds like a grown man doing a dumb voice. It's terrible. I don't like it. Anything else with sound design? I mean, do you want to talk about the songs? There are a lot of them. I, I, to me, you said it like they're pretty much forgettable. The I like the start... actual. Oh, yeah, sure. I was gonna say I like the instrumentals. On oh yeah, some of them. But again, so many of the lyrics are problematic. Uh, second star to the right is the opening song. You can fly is also one of the more memorable songs, but it's actually like if you listen to the song on the soundtrack, it's a very nothing song. It's mostly the part where they say those words. Yeah, you can um, there's... No, yeah, they they say it, <laughs> yeah. and then they it's the song. Yeah, and it's... It, when they say it, it's not interesting. No, and when it's the song, it's still not interesting. Pretty much, um, a pirate's life. I mean, is like a cute little ditty. Um, following the leader is <laughs> is Nothing. kind is kind of fun, but honestly, I think I'm biased because they had that song in that one Disney sing-along I watched a bunch as a kid, Mom, that had them in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. It was in that one. Obviously, they changed the lyrics for that version mm-hmm. uh, to talk about going to see the tigers and stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yes. Because there's some lyrics in there that are bad. Um <sighs> There's what made the red man red. Um, there's your mother and mine, which I f- it's boring as heck. I don't enjoy it at all. Uh, the elegant Captain Hook is actually probably maybe my favorite song in here, just because it's fun to like hear the pirates which having a fun it? little thing, and that's where Hook actually sings a little bit and stuff. Like, it's it's fun. Um, yeah, I mean they're not that great. Is <laughs> the thing about them. Um, yeah. Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? Not well. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, um, big surprise to everyone. <laughs> um, I don't know well. if you guys, I don't know if, if, if listeners, if you know this, um, if the, the, this is, this movie is a little bit known for um, some problematic uh, race 
issues. Um, there, there are some characters in here that are Native Americans, but not called that. And also, there's not an America because they're on an island. Yeah. Um, Maybe indigenous to the island or just like yeah. a stereotype imagined into this island. Yeah, they literally have red skin. They're repeatedly referred to as savages and not very intelligent. Um, or, and the red men. Yeah, they're... The boys, like, fight them a bunch, but and then they get captured and then they're let go or whatever. It's kind of part of their games. The main... There's two main ways in which they're used in the story. One, like, as far as the direct plot, um, they're an antagonist to the heroes because they won't let them go like they usually do once they capture them because Tiger Lily's been captured and they think the boys did it or Peter Pan or whatever. But it was Hook. Hook took Tiger Lily, who's the chief's daughter, to try to get information out of her about where Peter Pan's hideout is. Um, But as far as the theming, they are basically kind of the epitome of what people who don't grow up are. (laughs) They're the epitome of like dumb savages that is like these things that you, that are childish that you play with, but like you need to grow up and stop being these people. You think so? Yeah. They are used several times, especially like when the kids have war paint and stuff as like this comparison of like, you need to not be that because it's time to like grow up or it's time to go back home or whatever and away from these not humans. <laughs> they're, they're like just these caricatures of a type of people. Yeah, I guess I can see where it's like if you give into your base instincts. Yeah. You'll be, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how they are used for the themes of this movie. And that's obviously horrific. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's rough. Um, and then there's, you know, really uncomfortable sexism stuff that's intertwined with the racism. Um, both in terms of, like, Tiger Lily being mildly sexualized, especially when she's dancing and all that sort of stuff. And there's, like two maybe other women that we see who are both comedically ugly and unattractive and one of which is really bossy and tells Wendy that she has to she can't play around with the boys or whatever she has to go do chores so it sucks yeah (laughs) also all the guys like don't have shirts and have really big noses and often their eyes are obscured or very small or whatever so they're just fun caricatures too the chief is uh, old caricature too depiction wise and is also voiced by a white man doing a stereotypical deep native american voice it's it's atrocious and it's not like a small part of the movie no, you... <laughs> like the they get there to neverland and then pretty much immediately like let's go fight them and no, let's go capture some m yeah, they're like, let's go do that. That's a fun thing. And so then that's like a large sequence is them singing about going off to do that and then getting uh, captured by them and stuff like they're It's it's throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, for some reason, like some of the women 
the attractive Native American women aren't actually red. They're just kind of dark skinned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, there's so much. There's so much about it that's so terrible. <laughs> it's, again, we are, none of us are Native American, but um, it doesn't take a whole lot of effort to see that this is really terrible. Yep. And unlike, say, the racist scene that's in Lady and the Tramp, that's like a scene it's it's throughout the movie it's so much of it after they bring tiger lily back they celebrate with them and stuff so there's a whole long sequence there that has the really racist song then afterwards they go back to to their treehouse or whatever and they're all done up in war paint and they're whooping and hollering and stuff peter's wearing a, a headdress a bunch because the chief gives him one like it's even when you're not directly dealing with them, the reverberations of what they represent to this movie are there. And it's horrible. <laughs> so. Yeah, in fact, I was just thinking of uh, talk about oh, horrible cultural appropriation. I'm sure they don't have it when you go to Disneyland anymore, but in all the gift shops and so forth, you used to be able to get headdresses and, you know, your drums and your little tom you you know, and all of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and two is if you even think about, like, sometimes costumes or the way costumes were made, this would be like, oh, if you were going to be this, you know. For sure, yeah. Uh, for, for Halloween. So, yeah, just so... So it's terrible and it's, and it pretty much that alone damns this movie. (laughs) Like it's too much an an inextricable part of the movie for you to be like, I'll just fast forward this scene for my kid. Like you could maybe do for uh, Lady Lady of the Tramp or Aristocats, the, their thing. A lot of, a lot of Asian hate too in Disney movies. Jeez. Um, but like it's all throughout the movie you'd be skipping like a somewhere between a third and a half of the movie if you did that like it's it's such a big part of it and it just it makes the movie unwatchable in parts <laughs> it's terrible and then from the 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 beginning with uh Tinkerbell and Wendy Really, let's Wendy, let's get into yeah. girls hating girls. And the whole thing is Wendy is oblivious to it. Wendy is not doing anything wrong. No. If anything, it is Peter and Peter wanting to get Wendy. And Peter seems to be unaware at the havoc he is causing. Um, because whether it's Peter's I don't know. not causing anything. Tinkerbell's jelly from the get go over Wendy and so is every other girl besides I guess yeah. Tiger Lily That's who fair. is serves as a person for Wendy to get jealous of yeah the, but well Peter's I'm not Peter. causing it but he is no he's sweeping it under the rug 100% like, they're just, I'm sure they're just playing yeah. 100% but like this is like it's baked into just how the movie thinks women are is yeah. that they are just for one Every girl is just likes Peter Pan is apparently a sex magnet. I don't know. I don't understand why everyone's like, I love this boy and I want to kiss this boy on the cheek. Why? Anyways, 
it's every it's every single one of them. Like every woman views other women as like a, as a, a threat, a threat to yeah. their attraction. Except I guess the group of mermaids have like had some sort of truce with each other. I guess I bet they fought at some point before before the movie and have come to an agreement or something. But like it's it's absurd. It's every girl, every mm-hmm. single one. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, and again, and and. And yeah, that is just, and even at the end, then they even have Wendy doing that, yeah. being jealous of Tiger Lily. Exactly. So it's like, what? I mean, because up until that point, she's just kind of oblivious. She's, you know, you know, been telling these stories and like, sure, you know, he's like, you need to come with me. And she's like, well, okay, I guess I could do that. And, you know, she's kind of oblivious to that. But then again, when she sees um, Tiger Lily, you know, uh, being dancing being and, and then dancing like, yeah. whatever with Peter Pan, then she gets all jealous and mad. Um, the other thing that really bothers me is again the stereotypical roles that w- supposedly women, even from her being in the nursery, just being in in that kind of I don't know chores, subservient while the boys are playing caretaker, and doing whatever yeah. caretaker, and they're just making a mess of everything, and then. When the um, the mother's just having to pacify the dad and, and, you know, and and go around and and help, you know, ease the children's tension when the dad causes havoc and, you know, wreaks havoc with his his tantrum. And then finally, when um, again, when Wendy is at the the ceremony with um, with the Native Americans uh, and you know, been told women go collect firewood, you know, you woman and all of that garbage. It's just, ugh, so this movie bothersome. basically says that there are two main types of women and that is mom and murderous harlot. And then there's maybe one or two other roles. If you're not white, <laughs> um, which is basically exotic and um, angry mom. I don't know. It's terrible. The gender politics in this are so awful. And she has to... Wendy's whole growing... What growing up means to her because she's a girl is that she is the mom. And so she has to mom all these these young boys who... It's also not flattering to the boys because they can't literally control themselves without a lady... To, to be there to temper them. They're literally gonna like go join pirates when the pirates tell them they have to until Wendy stops them. Like they, they have no ability to do things for themselves. It's all so frustrating. And then there's Peter Pan and he just kind of does whatever. He's like the one who's kind of immune to all of it. But then he also like ignores any bad thing that happens to other people ever and like acts like none of it is possibly his fault or anything that he could do to stop or they're just joking when they tried to drown you it's well and the other reason that i say he's some i'm not saying he is he really relishes having all the attention on him so he loved he was attracted and was listening and came to the darling home in the first place to hear stories about himself yeah and then he was all thrilled that wendy was giving him attention and you know whether that was taken care of you know with with the shadow you don't want to give him a kiss on the cheek you know all of that kind of stuff and then yeah and then so he he was encouraging he wanted all that attention he wanted that praise yeah from wendy from you know you know 
know, and like he was pouty that she wasn't all impressed, you know, when he was wearing the headdress after, after the ceremony. Um, and, and like, what's wrong? Why aren't you? And I think he even says, why aren't you as impressed with me? Or I don't know, words along that. So he constantly wanted that attention. So in that sense, I feel like, you know, he was encouraging that from, you know, whatever, all the girls and then oblivious. He, he just wanted everyone to give him that attention. Also, it's, um, I guess, arguably the least bad thing here, just given the severity of the other things. But it is worth mentioning that literally all of the pirates are gay stereotypes. <laughs> like, every single one of them. Smee's super gay, Captain Hook is super foppish, and the pirates might kind of seem manly and burly, but they will break out into musical numbers and dance all foppish and stuff. Like, they're all threatening gay stereotypes basically <laughs> except Smee's not really threatening but yeah so the, you know that's there um at least they're entertaining to watch unlike some of the other aspects do we want to um get out of this section yeah, sure <laughs> let's go on to our spoiler alert skip to one hour four minutes and ten seconds Part, part of the thing with this movie is kind of just that it's a bunch of, like, kind of disconnected things that just keep happening. Like, there's some connections to them, but I don't know. That's part of why this plot is like, oh, where's spoilers even? And I guess towards towards the end, Hook has Smee capture Tinkerbell and then persuades her into telling him where the um their hideout the peter pan's hideout is they capture everyone except for peter pan um and then lower a bomb there um to to blow peter pan up and then towards the end of the movie tinkerbell manages to escape where she's imprisoned and go try to warn uh peter pan and she gets the bomb away in time or whatever and then the whole place kind of gets blown up. The explosion looks very nice. Um, and and then Peter's like trying to rescue her. We don't really see exactly what happens um, at, what, as he gets close to her or whatever. But then um, the kids are going to, it's like, Hook is like, either join my pirate crew or walk the plank. And at first they're all like, yeah, we'll join the pirate crew. And then when he's like, no, we ha- I've, I've decided for all of you that we have integrity. Knock that off. Um, (laughs) so then she walks the plank and she walks off and then there's no splash and everyone's like, what's happening? But Peter got free and he picked her up or whatever. So then it's the final confrontation between Hook and, and Peter Pan. I like, I like towards, towards the end of it when Peter's up in the rafters or whatever and Hook is climbing up the, the ropes or whatever he's like climbing towards the camera and the animation is really nice because they're like fully animating the ropes and stuff as he climbs with like which would normally just be part of the background or whatever mm-hmm. and he's like really detailed and like in shadow and stuff and it's a it's a good shot that goes on for a good like five or ten seconds and good good job to to them for that scene yeah um, and I didn't want to say in um, in has it hold up because it's in spoilers but again they use the strong catalyst the whole f- reason that they tempt tinkerbell is oh, yeah. and two is they don't they don't explain how supposedly the cook um on hook's crew 
got word that there was this girl tension, I think they even said, or woman tension where, um, and they Mom, knew that there was this jealousy. it's because they're all gay and they gossip like women. Please continue. <laughs> but where would they have heard that from? From, from the gossip vine, Mom. Oh, I don't okay. know. <laughs> Okay. They have their ways. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, and so, yeah, so basically, you know, Hook uses his charm to, you know, basically. And, 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 and he also her. mentioned at the top, like, he had a whole long, like, very misogynistic spiel about how, how ladies in love are easy to manipulate and stuff yes. like that. Yes, that was, yeah. that bothered me a lot. Yeah. And yeah, so the minute he found out there was, yeah, jealousy and girl trouble, then yeah. Women, we, we all, we are no. all just, we're all just going to, to, going to betray or, you know, give away vital information or hurt someone out of jealousy because that's what all women do, um, apparently. But yep. yeah, so, so he convinces. I know I've yeah. done that. <laughs> <laughs> he convinces Tinkerbell that, you know, that, um, that he's going to take Wendy away so that, she, you know, she and, and, and Peter Pan can patch up their relationship. And then, yeah. Um, he convinces her. Yeah. And, um, well, and then also, again, playing into Peter Pan's ego, then the, then the bomb that you're talking about was wrapped in this present supposedly from Wendy. Because remember, Peter Pan wasn't happy that Wendy wasn't all impressed with him. And then she decided she wants to go back home. It's like, good, fine. He thought that she left to go home. He's all pouty about that. But then there's this big, nice present supposedly from Wendy um, that he's going to open up, but it wasn't supposed to open up till a certain time. So, yeah. You know, like at the at the end where um, Hook falls into the um, crocodile's mouth or whatever, and then mm-hmm. at one point he like gets shot out of his mouth and skips like a stone. Mm-hmm. I really, I really like how they cut his voice as he does that. <laughs> like it doesn't sound natural, but I really like the sound of it. Just mm-hmm. like, uh, 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 uh. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's great. <laughs> well, one of my favorite things too is him go- going down and in into the mouth. And the pirate flag being there and then him coming up and the pirate flag being over him as yeah. he is skipping across the, the water like a stone. Yeah, screaming yeah. Screaming and trying to get away. It's yeah, good. I love that. Um, you guys have any feelings about like the very end where they get brought home and stuff? Oh, the the dad's like... That's where your theory came from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he thinks he recognizes the ship, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh. I, he's like, I remember from when I was a boy. And he's like, you know, I lost my brother when I was <laughs> he young. He didn't say that part. He didn't, but he thought it. <laughs> I swear. They got split up when they were young. <laughs> were they twins? Is that why they have the same voice? Not necessarily. Okay. They're both young. It could be like a John and Michael situation. Sure, sure. <laughs> Maybe one was more serious than the other. Yeah. Tell me all about the fictional lives of uh, <laughs> Captain Hook and his brother, who is George Darling, apparently. So, Captain Hook Darling, I think he was probably the more serious one. Sure, okay. And, and then he, like, really got into it, but then got, like, again, betrayed by Peter Pan and that his hand got cut off. Yeah. And so, I don't know where he went to actually grow up. Uh, may- maybe he just stopped kind of believing in Peter Pan so he could grow up on the island still. But it seemed like they had been stranded there for years. So I think they, I think he left. Where did Hook meet Smee? Where, where, he, then wherever he must have left. Could have been. Are they, are they, like, they're dating, right? For sure. I mean, the way that Smee <laughs> just, like, gets his stuff ready. Yeah. Like, for sure. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, that's, that's. 
I like, of course, I love, I love Nana. I love Nana coming in as far as that last scene. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love again the visuals. I love that room and the, the window and yeah. that, that. Oh, yeah, um, her yeah. like sleeping at the window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so pretty. Anything else with spoilers? Let's go on to our favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite scene in the movie? Ugh, any I, there's them. actually a lot to I choose know. from. I, any yeah. of them? Any with, of them with with the yeah well, the the song that's totally racist. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. Anything with the red man uh, depiction. Uh. Yeah, yeah, probably that whole scene because it also has the squaw stuff. Exactly, it's stupid. Um, and that awful joke about uh, the. Where it has the like the really they're trying to make the lady look really ugly that comes between the pretty one and the guy. Yeah. Ugh, terrible. Um, yeah, no, that part sucks. What was your favorite scene in the movie? I think for me it's probably Tinkerbell trying to get out of that drawer. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. It's it's fun. She has a lot of cartoon shenanigans just trying to get out of there. Yeah, and she has to be super, super expressive because she doesn't speak. Yeah. And so, like, her little stomps and all of that is very Yeah, because it's not just facial expression. It's like, yeah, her whole body's expressive. Yeah. I think mine is with Nana. I love Nana's the first before the dad comes in to have his tantrum. But um, of her making, especially making the beds and Mm -hmm. finishing stacking the the blocks. And so precious. Who was your least favorite character? So, so, yeah, I mean, it's for me, it's the dad, but also, you know, special Honorable mention to the chief and all of them that are awful racist stereotypes. Uh, obviously, that's terrible. But as far as the character that like personally annoyed me the most, it's the it's the dad. Yeah, I probably have to agree with with yeah. all of that. Who was your favorite character? Nana for me. Same <laughs> Nana. Yeah, she's fine. Tinkerbell. <laughs> Tinkerbell's the best. And I, you know what, you, you know, know what you I love little stinkers. I do love little stinkers. And you know, what's really disappointing is that Tinkerbell was so popular that she got her own franchise and stuff, but they made her have a completely different personality. And those are probably really cute little movies for girls and stuff. Like I, I don't have anything against them, but it's like Tinkerbell's a jerk. <laughs> Tinkerbell will murder someone who annoys her like i love that tinkerbell that's my tinkerbell well OG i tinkerbell. love Na- i love nana by the way we forgot also to- second place would be captain hook i don't know why you guys love the dog so much the dog is cute but oh, jesus it cute. is not the best I character love, in the movie i love, I love when, when I they love both her. got her and everybody's like <gasps> and then i was like oh, yeah and then they all went to the dog well of course that's what's right in that situation yes i, it. I just love the, the thought of a of a, of a nana nurse nana's fine uh, but but Tinkerbell um, and Hook are the OGs of the movie, yeah. obviously. <laughs> One thing good. that we forgot to mention in How's It Hold Up is Darling Little Tinkerbell. I love the, the where she's at the mirror admiring herself, but then they had to have body shame on her because she had large hips and legs. Oh, um, and it's like, what? You know, then she got all self-conscious. And then they, I feel Look, like she- they... She was feeling herself, but she's got her own issues that she's dealing with inside about how she has. And she's perfect, obviously. Like, but, you know, it, it was that annoying. doesn't mean that she 
you know, is there yet. She'll get there. And also, I, and also it does yeah. set up the thing that where she gets stuck in the keyhole. Exactly. I found that <laughs> annoying, but saw what the point was. But yeah. I still didn't like it. Yeah, I get yeah. it. It's fine. I just love her a lot. I so. know you do. Um, this oh, movie was... Oh. Sorry. My second favorite, <laughs> sorry, was the crocodile. Because <laughs> I love the crocodile. <laughs> I hate that. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's a funny little crock. It's Tinkerbell and Hook. What is wrong with you people? (laughs) This movie was a musical. Yeah, it was. Um, I think we can just go ahead and agree that What Made the Red Man Red is going to be our least favorite song. Yes. um, Which is the actual song construction. It is the bop of the movie, but it's so racist. Yes. it sucks on just every level. Uh, what was your favorite song? I don't know. They're all boring. I think mine is the elegant Captain Hook. I just, you know, enjoy them kind of singing their little ditty and Hook gets to join in for a little bit. I don't like that. But it's not like I sing it to myself. Never Smile at a Crocodile would probably be the best one, but it's not actually in the movie. I like oh, I was going to say, yeah, I, I do um, like that. I don't know. Valerie's vote is none of them because she's being obstinate. Yeah, I don't like them. Um... What was the one with the, uh, oh, wait, shoot. Can you name them real quick? They're right. The second star to the right. You can fly. A pirate's life. Following the leader. The bad one. Your mother and mine. The elegant Captain Hook. And that those are all the songs that are in the movie. I was like, what's the bad one? You know what the bad one is. And then I was reading them and I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. I think I've said it twice, and no, that was still too many so times to have to say that title. I'm just gonna. I was. I was gonna say maybe you can fly, even though the lyrics isn't a lot. It's just yeah, I mean, a lot of nostalgia for me. Yeah. And I like. I don't. I like the actual kind of scenes that were going on with yeah, that. That's fair. Uh, what character would Tim Curry have played if he were in the movie, and why is it obviously the dad? Oh, the dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't want to replace has Hook? to be Captain Hook? No, why would I replace Hook? That guy does a great job as Hook. I know. He, I mean, he he, yeah, Hook. yes, obviously. He could play an awesome obviously, Hook. he would be great at Hook. Ob- like, obviously. But, but also, the guy who does it is great. Um, forgo the play thing where they're the same person and have, have him be the dad. Okay. That'd be more fun. Yeah. I mean, it's literally one of those two. Who else in the movie is even remotely good for Tim Curry? <laughs> the, the bear kid. <laughs> <laughs> No. What about Smee? No. Okay. That's way too confident a voice for Smee. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Smee's a little guy. Yeah, that is true. He's a little mumbly what guy. What if he's the guy singing that gets a shot? <laughs> that would be fun. But then it'd be like, why would he shoot him? He was singing beautifully. Yeah. That's not the point. He was just annoying You're him. right. You're right. It would be fun. That'd be really funny. Is that Tim Curry that he gets shot? <laughs> Let's go on to uh, our overall consensus and what we would rate it. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, yeah, the we we've talked about it. All the things that are bad are like the racism and stuff is just is not something that you can gloss over. And there's there's nothing really that you should see from it that's like super good. Maybe a little bit of hook. He's good. Um, but he exists in other things. There's literally a sequel. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, or play Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, he's in Kingdom Hearts, so... And whoever they get to do his voice in Kingdom Hearts does a great job. Like, I'm sure it's not the same actor, because he probably isn't alive at the point Kingdom Hearts was made. But yeah, whoever the the sound-alike they get does a great job. Do you know, in the sequel, is it the original, this sound... Probably not, because it was made around the same time Kingdom Hearts was, so... Oh, okay. Sequels from, like, the 2000s. Yeah, the sequels are going to be around that time frame. Yeah, 90s and later. So yeah, don't 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 recommend it. Uh rating wise. All right, rating, I guess I'll give it a 1.75. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Um I I think I am I think I'm on the same wavelength as you. I I definitely would not recommend it and I I think I'm going to I think I will also go with 1.75. I almost wanted to say 1.5, but I really do love the animation. That's what I love the most about this. I love, again, the vivid colors and, and how things are drawn and, and the textures and the houses and everything. Yeah. So the animation is, is absolutely beautiful. And again, even Tinkerbell, and I love her little depiction. And, and a lot of the sound um, and sound design. I like some of the, a, lot, a lot of the voice actors, uh, especially Hook and others. Especially that so. bear kid. <laughs> no, not Why do you say yeah. things to hurt me? <laughs> because I too am a little stinker. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I yeah. love little stinkers. Yeah. So I guess yeah, I'm gonna duplicate that 1.75, and I would not recommend. Yeah, I agree. I don't recommend 1.75. Seems right to me. I mean, you know, it's it's a classic Disney movie, so there's a basic level of quality that's just kind of inherently there when yeah. it comes to the animation and and to the sound design and all of that. Like it, it's competently done. Um, but I feel like even at its best, it's it's a pretty average for what Disney can do. But it's not at its best because it has so many awful things that are inextricably tied into it um, that are gonna, it's going to definitely pull it below. All dogs go to heaven. So 1.75. Uh, don't recommend it. Yeah, like I guess you could show this to an older kid if they're like wanting to see Disney movies like here's this one we didn't show it to you before because there's a lot of stuff that you we we didn't show it to you before for reasons that are soon going to become very obvious yeah because we couldn't (laughs) just you like we wouldn't be able to discuss it with you like when you were younger but you know we'll watch it and and then we can talk about it after and yeah that might be in a way to kind of if you wanted to kind of introduce them to... You just show them Return to Neverland all the time. And, and it's like... So I've, I've I've heard this is a sequel. This one that I've watched since I was a kid. What's the original movie? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. well... <laughs> You're old enough now. <laughs> I don't actually know if I'll recommend Return to Neverland. I, I haven't seen it in years. But, but you watch uh, Hook a lot because of yeah. Rufio. Yes. <laughs> um... Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Thank Next you. time, it's pretty obvious what we're going to do if you've seen our podcast at all. You're gonna, we're going to do the next one. There's another Peter Pan by Disney. So that's next time. Um, thank you all for joining us this time. This was an experience, yes. as I knew it would be before getting into it. Um, and I didn't remember how much of, a, of an experience it was going to be. <laughs> and we will we will eventually, whenever the, the live action one comes out, we'll of course do an ep- a follow-up episode that's specifically about that. But um, yeah, thank you all for yeah, listening. Thank, thank you all you. so and much for joining us. And until next time. Yeah. Bye. 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 Love y'all. 
This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 279-0566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. Should we get specific? No, because I have to do a break. Okay. Should we let her in? No, she's not going to calm down. We've already tried this before. She has to have already been in here. No, get her out, please. <laughs> Babe, I'm so warm. Can we hurry this up? Oh, sweet. Sweet. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to really upset you with this one. No. <laughs>